Hey, I'm Jordan. And I'm Ashley. We're the founders of For the Good, a community created to empower and elevate you to live a purpose-driven life. Our mission is to bring light into our world, and to do so, we have learned that it must start with it. We are so glad to have you here with us. Today we are talking about conquering what we can control. One reminder we want to reflect on today is that we may not have control over what happens in life, but we do have control over how we react and respond. This year has been one where we've all had to shift, adapt, and learn to pivot. There have been situations we've experienced that we have never before, and many people have said they've had experienced heightened feelings of anxiety and stress because of it. Jordan and I felt it was so important to be able to have this conversation today as a way to empower you to take control of your life in the spaces you can and learn how to let go in those you cannot so you can live in peace. Too many people right now are unhappy because they're focusing more on the circumstances they cannot change or have no control over. And this leads to unnecessary frustration, disappointment, and suffering. In this episode, we are going to be highlighting three main areas on both sides. And we are going to get started on what we can control. Starting with your actions, reactions, and mindset. No event or situation comes with mandatory feelings or reactions. We are in complete control of how we decide to react to any situation. So if someone cuts us off in traffic... You don't want it to be something that you carry throughout the day. Really, the reality is is that you cannot control what is going on right there. What you can control is how you're going to react to this, how you're going to respond. And in something like in traffic situations, you can see how when there's road rage and when people are chasing each other down the road and they're getting into these horrible accidents, I mean, it's because people are not letting these things go and they're holding on to them. They're letting it just take over all of their time and their attention. So what we have to remember is that we are always the ones who are in control of our actions. Now, you can't control the guy that cut you off, but what you can control is how you're going to let that go, go about your day, and make sure that it has no bearing on the rest of your day. Because way too often, what we find is that we are leaving the road and we're getting to work, and all of a sudden, the first person that says hi to you, it's you know, you're not ready to say hi back. You're in a bad mood and, and you're, well, don't bother me. I have things going on today or, or something like that. You know, like you're just in a bad place immediately. So what we have to learn is how to let these things go. Let the things go that don't serve us and move forward knowing that we ultimately create not only just that day, but our entire lives. I agree. I think that the key point is to not allow it to hurt and hinder us because it is important to make a note that it is okay to feel an emotion that makes you feel sad or angry. We don't want to feel like we have to stuff and tuck those feelings away, but it is important to not allow that to impact us throughout the day because too often people can wake up and say if someone does cut you off in traffic and a lot of times people will say, well, this is, you know, in their mind, this is the beginning of a bad day. You know, it's already started this way and that continues throughout the day and then they go on and impact other people throughout the day and it just creates a negative ripple effect. So I think it's important to remember that we all are in control of our own selves and the way we react and respond to these different situations because throughout all of our podcasts, the core focus of what we talk about 
is our mindset and the power of how we have this ability to control how we react and respond and carry things moving forward. And once we recognize that we are in ultimate control over this, of our thoughts and our feelings and how we bring that out into the world, we'll be able to step forward into the world with much more joy and peace and gratitude. The second area we are going to be talking about is how you speak to yourself. So oftentimes we can get caught up in listening to the outside voices, you know, what our parents think, what our teachers think, family, friends, whatever that looks like in your space. But it is so important to realize that you are able to fill yourself up with positive self-talk. So as we've said before, you can wake up in the morning and do a lot of the affirmations that we've talked about. So you can do, I am strong, I am brave, starting your day on a positive note and really understanding that the thoughts that you're feeding into your own self, it matters. It's important to listen to inspiring podcasts, read motivational books that plant this seed within yourself. So that way throughout the day, you are thinking thoughts of confidence and focusing on courage and kindness and all of these positive things. And as I said earlier, it does have a power to be able to bring that ripple effect into the world. And ultimately, it all starts within. When I first started getting into like going to the gym and working out and, and doing you know, just all the extracurriculars. The one thing I noticed is when I first started trying to go to a bigger gym that I was very anxious about going. I still wasn't very confident in, in what I was doing. I didn't know a whole lot about why I was working out a certain way or what certain things to be doing. And before I went, I had this mindset that, all right, the first couple of days, I'm going to look around and see what other people are doing. And maybe I can incorporate things or learn things here and there. And, you know, I was going into it just trying to be positive and, and keep myself going. It's it's really hard to get yourself motivated to start going to the gym, but it's harder to, in those first couple months, to really make it a habit and to do it every day. And I noticed when I first started going that the negative self-talk started. I mean, it can go so far, and I think a lot of people, they don't realize that they're really talking to themselves this way. And that's the easiest way to be demotivated. It doesn't always take someone coming up to you in the gym and saying something to you because honestly that doesn't happen I think as much as we believe it does but what we do is we talk to ourselves and we psych ourselves out of doing something or we tell ourselves instead of pushing ourselves to go for this big thing we just say well you better not try because what if you fail what if you this what if you that and I think that's the biggest killer to a personal motivation is ourselves so learning how to speak to yourself is a, is a very big difference. And I can say, like in the gym, as soon as I switched that around and it became, all right, I'm learning now, I'm watching, I'm growing as I'm doing it, I'm trying new things. Next time I'm going to do it this way and that way. And just changing the way you speak to yourself makes the ultimate difference. And then when you go home at the end of the day and you're proud of your day and you're happy for what you've accomplished and you start telling yourself, hey, you did a great job today. That's when you wake up and you're ready to do it again, when you're motivating yourself to do so. And going into our third area, we are going to be talking about the boundaries you set. So this is something that we do have control over. And I mean, for me, a boundary looks like work-life balance. So I know that once I began my own business in 2016, this is something that I had to learn along the way because I got caught up in thinking that I had to work all the time. 
So this is something where people would call me late at night during the week, on the weekends, and I really had to learn how to set this boundary in this workspace because once you kind of show people that this is something that you're willing to do, then of course they're gonna come back and keep asking you to do it over and over again. In the meantime, it can create frustration, you know, stress, feeling overwhelmed, but they don't know that. So I think that it's so important you know, in the space of, of work to be able to set these boundaries and say, you know what, I am available from this time to this time. And anything after that is something, you know, that's for myself personally, whatever that looks like for you. So in the workspace, this is really important. And I know that a lot of people, this is something that they can struggle with because they want their employers to know that they're available and that they're interested and dedicated to their work. But it is important for your own mental health and well-being. I'm glad you talked about the like work-life balance. That's a huge one for people. And what I would talk about is also the social aspect of that as well. Mm-hmm. A huge thing is being able to set boundaries, especially when it is with family and friends. Because I think a lot of times we want to, or I know Ashley and I especially, we would get into a place of thinking that we just always have to make people happy. Like we're, we like being social, we like going out, we like seeing people. And I think we both enjoy doing good things for people and we enjoy putting ourselves out there but at the same time you can get caught up in thinking you have to do things for people you have to show up to things you have to go out of your way to do things without always getting that in return and a big move for for us and for me personally was once we started getting in into our own swing of things and we both have our own schedules you start realizing what you really love spending time on and what you would prefer to do if you get an open day on a weekend or something of that nature. So instead of, you know, getting invited to go out drinking with friends one night, you know, if that's something you don't really care to do, you you don't have to do it. Instead of having friends saying, come out and let's go drink, let's go here, let's go to a party, it was, all right, well, instead, you know, we want to go out and explore this weekend. We want to go somewhere new. We want to go for our long bike ride Saturday morning or walk our half marathon or do these things that, I've come to appreciate so much more. So we want to be outside and do things. Let's connect with people who enjoy doing these things as well and prioritizing our time to fit our needs. And I think that's a big step for any individual is setting those boundaries yourself of what you are comfortable doing, what you like to do, where you want to go. And it's not being selfish to do these things. It's essential. I think any family and friends who see you doing these things I mean, when it's towards a positive goal and people see you positively working on yourself, that invites them to join your new circle, you know, of being more open and more positive and doing constructive things. And I think it sets a great example as well. Yeah, and I want to add to that, that it is important in this space of setting boundaries is by saying no. Because I think that a lot of people can get caught up in this and including myself saying yes to everything. I mean, for me, I get really excited about a lot of different things. So from like work stuff or volunteering or at church, you know, whatever space that it's in, people will ask me to volunteer or be on a board, whatever it looks like. And I say, yep, I'll do it. Yes, I'll do it. 
the most important thing is that I'm really excited to do it. So I get myself caught up in doing a lot of different things, but I think it's important to take a step back and think about what your priorities are and what your ultimate mission for doing all of these things, you know, really looks like and prioritizing which one is more important than others because there's only so much time in a day and you wanna make sure that you are doing things that getting you closer to your purpose and bringing you the most joy rather than just piling on more and more things. So I think that something, as I said, in the space of you setting your own boundaries is learning to say no to things that don't necessarily serve you and making sure that you fill your time up with things that you truly enjoy. And this includes, like I said, saying no to different projects that come up at work if you already are full with your schedule or just on the weekends if somebody, a friend of yours wants to hang out and you'd rather just be at home and read a book and do whatever you wanna do, it's okay to say no. So this is something that I remind myself along the way as well. And a couple other ones that we want to add on to this, who you spend your time with, how you take care of your body, and how you treat others. Starting with three main areas of what we cannot control, we are going to start with what other people think, say, feel, do. So backtrack a little bit. If you think about all of the things that we just talked about and what we can control, notice that all of those things start and end with you. So as we head into what we cannot control, I mentioned that we cannot control what other people think, say, feel, do. It is very important because people think that they can change somebody else's thoughts, opinions, how they treat them, if they love them. I mean, there's so many different areas that we can really dive into on this one. Yeah, I think especially right now with everything that we've seen going on, regardless of the situation, there seems to be one side and another side to almost everything today. I just feel like in general, people are very split today in our culture. And everyone, it's it's not that they believe the things they believe. The problem is that they are looking at the other side and they are wanting those people to believe the same thing. What we have to learn is that it should be enough for us to have our beliefs and the things that guide us, our morality, our ways of thinking and doing the things that we do and the things that guide us and give us a reason to be doing every day. And what we have to do is realize that what the person next to you has to say about it really doesn't mean anything at all. And there comes a great strength in realizing that because you feel more confident in yourself and you feel more connected with your own self when you deeply believe things and you know the why as to why you think a certain way or why you do things a certain way. And there comes a strength in knowing that you will still do these things even if everyone else around you doesn't agree and, and doesn't like that you do these things, it doesn't matter at all. So there comes that great strength in realizing that you are the only person that really matters. And as long as these things that you're doing are things that fill you and they serve you and they bring purpose to your life, that's the only thing that matters. And that's what every individual should be looking to do. Yeah, ultimately, we have to understand that, you know, you are the only one who can decide and control your own actions. So why would it be any different for others? Because we get caught up in believing that, you know, we can change these things and we spend so much time and energy trying to change other people's perspectives. And as Jordan mentioned too, right now, you know, unfortunately there is a divide on and many things that we have been experiencing. And ultimately this causes more stress, more frustration when we try to hold on to the 
to the belief that we can change somebody else's actions and, and how they're reacting to these things. And I think that, you know, sometimes it can be difficult to understand that we don't have control over that, but it all starts within our own self and what we are able to control. And this does remind me of a prayer. It's the serenity prayer. And it says, God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. So I think that this is a very important prayer to reflect on as we continue to talk about the things that we cannot control, understanding that we are able to, like I said, ultimately be able to control ourselves and learn to be able to let go of all of the things that we cannot to be able to bring that inner peace into our own self. Heading into our second main point, we are going to be talking about adversity. So right now, you know, we have gone months in a pandemic and this has been an unusual year for many people. As I've said, we're learning to shift, adapt and pivot in ways that we've never experienced before and not only that but there are other types of adversity as well whether it be you know with a relationship or with our health this can go in so many different directions as to what kind of adversity you are experiencing personally and unfortunately you know we cannot control what happens in life but we do control how we react and how we respond to it another thing about adversity i think that actually ties into what we talked about earlier about how you speak to yourself and your self-talk. So in the face of adversity, what I believe is every time we are faced with opposition or faced with something that maybe throws a little you know, bone in our plans and makes us change and, and adapt, the self-talk is, is what's going to really decide where we go. So as something happens to you that, that is out of your control, you're given that opportunity to make a choice. And as you speak to yourself, you can look at this and say, well, I didn't plan for this. This ruined everything. What am I going to do now? You can see that if that's your response to adversity, you're really going to have a hard time coming out of that being stronger or learning or growing because you're giving yourself all this negativity right off the bat and you're setting yourself for failure, really. So the way to respond is in the face of adversity, training your mind to see opportunity or training to see that if this certain job that you were hoping for didn't come your way, it doesn't mean that you failed and this will never happen again. It's, okay, that was not meant for me right now. Maybe it'll be later on in life. Maybe I'm meant to do something completely different. But what I'm going to do, I'm going to just sit back, relax for a minute, rethink everything going on, and then I'm going to get up and I'm going to go at it again tomorrow. And in doing that, now you're training your mind to see opportunity. And you're believing that there's something else that's meant for you, something greater. And what we talk about is this is what creates your life is that self-talk and that belief. And that really in, in realizing that we all have the ability to create our lives, that's the greatest power I think that, that we as individuals can experience on this earth. So in the face of adversity, I would say the biggest thing to control is self-talk and learning how to train your mind to see opportunity instead of failure. Our third area we are going to talk about is the past. So the past is forever behind us and there is no way we can get it back. Getting stuck in the past is one of the main causes of regret that people feel. And it is important to be able to avoid getting caught up and living in a moment you have no control over. Because all of us, you know, we've made mistakes in the past where we wish we could go back and change that. But 
that's something that we are unable to go back to. So we have to make sure that we make the most of the present moment that we are in. Yeah, especially for, as I've mentioned before, I'm someone who fell into these bad habits for a long time afterwards. That's what kept holding, holding me back was thinking and, and saying, well, I, I did all these things I'm not proud of. And I know that that wasn't really me that was in that moment. But you know, what, what does that mean going forward? Does that mean I'm always going to be that way? And that's going to be a part of me. And just like that, there's that self-talk that's already dragging your current self back to that past. So in thinking about the past, if there's things that you're not proud of, things that are not defining you today, that, that were defining you back then, you have to be okay with forgiving yourself for those past indiscretions and for making your way into the present. Because if you've changed from the past, if you've gotten better, if you've learned, if you've grown from these experiences and now you're in a better place today, that's what you need to be focusing on. And you have to say, I forgive my past, I've moved on, I'm not that same person, and that will no longer have any bearing on my life. And as you move forward, you tend to look at your present and that's, that's where you start feeling like you finally have control again. And that you're where you're meant to be, that you're doing the right things, that you're waking up and you're proud of yourself and you're making progress every day. And when you give yourself that credit and you stop looking back to what you've done before, that's when you really start to realize what it's like to create your life going forward and that things can ultimately change completely in a matter of weeks or months. And things that have happened in the past or that used to define you don't ever have to be a part of your life again. And... There's great strength in learning to live in the present moment because really that's all we're guaranteed. Yeah, and it reminds me of the quote that I heard actually on an Oprah podcast. She was quoting Maya Angelou and she said that when you know better, you do better. So I think that this is a really great point for what we're talking about right now. Really understanding that, as Jordan said, to be able to learn to forgive yourself and know that all of those things in the past can build you up into a great future and a great current moment that you are in right now and look at it as though, you know, I've learned from all these things and if there are difficult things that you've experienced, see how you can transform it into something that can catapult you into something greater and knowing that you can use this with purpose. A couple additional things we want to add on what we cannot control is what other people think of you the outcome of your efforts, and people who have wronged you. As Jordan and I talked about in this podcast episode, we've highlighted several different main areas of what we do have control over and what we do not have control over. This year has been one where we've learned to adapt and shift and pivot in many different areas, but know that all of these things are relatable to other areas of our life that we are experiencing along the way as well. And once you realize that you are in control of your own self, your own thoughts, your own feelings, how you take care of yourself, and all the other things that we mentioned, you will be able to see within yourself that peace and the joy and the gratitude that you are really looking for and knowing that happiness all starts within. Thank you guys so much for joining us here on our fourth The Good Podcast. Have a great day, everyone, and make today count. Thanks for joining us at the For The Good Podcast. We would love to connect with you. Join us on Facebook and Instagram at For The Good Official and our blog at ForTheGood.com. And be sure to subscribe to our podcast so you never miss an episode. 
Remember, a positive mindset is the beginning of true happiness, not just for the good of the individual, but for the good of the world.